take me. Take me back to 1985. Take me back to Band-Aid, Lou Reed. Oh, there he is. Yes, she did, baby. What did she do? It checked away across the USA. Couldn't knew her back then, now could you? Along the way, shaved his legs, and then he was a she. I said, hey, baby. Welcome into From the Nosebleeds. We love songs by Lou Reed. And today we are celebrating the beautiful life of Lou Reed. No, I'm joking. But I am Seamus Doyle, Patrick O'Leary in studio, Taylor behind the glass, and we have Vince Lobiondo joining us via satellite. This is a big deal for me because I feel like I'm I'm an ESPN guy and I'm I've, I've, I'm interviewing Mike Tyson or something like that. But Vince, All right, I'm not I'm no Mike Tyson. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. Especially with your physique. I she, mean, it's Shameson nothing. Take his meds today. Oh my God! It's no. got it's got to be toned down. <laughs> we cannot do this for an no, hour. No, no, no! Of course not. But this is not sustainable for. It's exactly hour. what we need for an hour. But Vince, it is great to see you, man. Um, I, I wish oh. you were. I wish you were here in the flesh, you know, as the, so to speak. But you're not. He wants to touch you. Yeah, we'll. we'll I'm, make, I'm there in the spirit. We'll make the best of it, guys. I do have to uh, start off with um, Bryce Harper uh, breaking his thumb. And I think I, I want to get Taylor involved yeah. in this for a little bit too, because I know he's. I know like we joke around a lot on the show, and like we have like a playful. We do. I mean, yeah, we have like a no, playful I, banter, I never joke. and like like some people think that me and Taylor are actually you know are enemies. <laughs> I don't know why, but I actually do. Who love says it. that? People are Mike a Butts. lot of people are. It's talking. gonna be it's gonna be Mike one Butts of the classic enemies it. to lovers arcs for Seamus and Taylor, which I'm very excited for that to play out. Yeah, yeah, me too. But in all seriousness, Patrick and I were out. Uh, having a few pints the other night when Bryce Harper Barnabas got doesn't sell pints. Oh, whatever. When 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 Bryce Harper <laughs> got nailed, Inflation. got nailed by uh, a Blake Snell ninety-seven mile per hour fastball. Now, yeah, I was also out at the out at a, a Wildwood bar with a friend of the show, Dan McGuckin, and let's just say that killed the vibes a bit. Okay, yeah, nobody knows who Dan McGuckin is, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> he's our, he's my friend. He's our friend. <clears throat> yeah, he's your friend, sure. Shout out, um, Dan. Yeah, 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 thinks he knows baseball. But another <laughs> another news. Um, no, but seriously, the whole Harper thing is devastating. And I was listening to a lot of talk radio today, um, and a lot of these guys in Philadelphia were saying how, oh, it's great news because he's he's going to come back for the stretch run. No, 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 no. Team isn't doing shit without him. This is a devastating blow i mean this would be like joel Embiid getting injured last year and like the, uh, like right around the all-star break and and not coming back it, it, it's just it's devastating and it hurts this team in so many ways on top of that zach made out of glass efflin gets transferred to the 15-day injured list because the phillies lied to us by saying that oh uh, the plan all along was to pitch him one or two innings. Uh, he's just got to get uh, a better feel of his knees, whatever the hell that means. And now we knew it was bullshit. They put him on the IL. He's hurt. Um, it, it's not the same injury as he suffered with the knee last year. That was the patellar uh, injury. Uh, this is right below the patellar, according to Jim Salisbury of uh, CSN Philly or NBC Sports Philly. But all I'm saying is you need Eflin to compete. You need starting pitching depth. And you need Bryce Harper, who carries this team. I mean, yeah, you you absolutely need Bryce Harper. Uh, he's like everything for this team, uh, even besides, you know, the actual play. I feel like he gives the team the spark that they occasionally have. 
Yeah, oh, there's no doubt about it. And, like, I mean, Springsteen did say it, you know, back in the day, can't start a fire without a spark. And you can't. You, you can't offensively. You just had to yeah, sneak that speaking, in there. You, you, in truth. you can't offensively uh, spark this lineup without Bryce Harper. I, you know what I mean? You can't. You can't. So uh, Nick Castellanos is having one of the worst uh, offensive seasons of his career. Um, yeah. That, that's looking more and more like a very brutal contract. Um, I'm st- Vince's gambling corner, people. I'm still on the 9-11 home run prop, uh, so... But it's almost as if we need like a devastating thing to happen, like to this country. I mean, a lot of devastating Listen, things have happened. If all women could lose their rights in one day, and uh, Nick Cassiano still couldn't in a home run, I don't know what it's going to take. Exactly, but no. In all seriousness, though, the Cassiano's thing is extremely concerning. It's extremely concerning. This is supposed to be a guy that 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 is literally a spark in the lineup. He's supposed to be your second best hitter, all around hitter in this lineup after Harper. You lose Harper, and you have a shell of Nick Castellanos. It's just bad. It's bad. Thank God for Kyle Schwarber, who's been carrying this team. Yeah, June, June Schwarber, man. <laughs> June Schwarber is a real thing, man. It, I I don't get it at all. What like, do you think? <laughs> do you think there's anything like behind that? Like, do you think he sees June on the calendar and says, "It's, it's right, Juneteenth." He probably right. just hates Juneteenth. Maybe, maybe it's possible. It takes we all his know. anger out. We don't know. But Taylor, uh, I know you follow baseball somewhat. Um, so, do you think that the Harper injury is manageable? Like, meaning, do the Phillies have a shot at contending for a wild card spot without Harper? Absolutely not. Like, not at all. No. So, why do you think that is? Uh, because they're the Phillies. Yeah, <laughs> true. But I'm just saying, like, maybe this is the Phillies of old, right? Like, no, it seems. You know, this just happened, so I think that's good confirmation right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it, but it's sad. It really is. Uh, I, however, <laughs> I, however, do think, though, that they can stay in contention for a wild card. Um, it's, it's the Phillies. Why would you think that? Because, I mean, they're two games back of a wild card right now. This, this, the past, what, six years? I know, but this, this is the first year that a third wild card well, has been added. They're two games out of a wild card right now, but up until this point, they had had Bryce. So uh, my question actually was going to be, do you think, Hypothetically, if the Phillies were to skid in the standings, do they even bother bringing Bryce back? Do you just do you shut them down if they? Oh, uh, I thought I thought, you, I thought you meant like release him. Just just let them just let them sit for the rest of the year. Shut them down. Uh, I mean, yeah, like if if you're in no position to win, I don't know why you would accelerate his process and bring him back. It's just it's going to be a whole. Point. It's going to be interesting to see if they can stay in contention for even the wild card because. Uh, I don't know, man. I know that there's been some decent stretches here and there this season, but for the most part, I still think this isn't a very good team. Well, I mean, I think they are a good team. Um, I think they have decent starting pitchers. The, you're, you're getting stuff out of Gibson, who's terrible, but, I mean, he's been solid for you this year. Well, Nola's looked good all year. I mean, they can't mm-hmm. seem to get him any run support, but um, today, Zach Wheeler gives up back-to-back homers in the first inning. Well, I mean, listen, that, that's going to happen with Wheeler. I mean, he hasn't lost to the Braves since 2014. So, I mean, this is going to happen to Wheeler every once in a while, and you got to be able to rebound, and you got to be able to score some runs for him. Because two earned runs in the first inning, I don't care if they're back-to-back home runs or not, that, that should be manageable for a lineup this allegedly explosive. I mean, and you did see them break out against the Padres in that getaway game uh, without Harper and score eight runs. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to need, you're going to need direct impact out of Matt Veerling 
out of Johan Camargo. I hate to say it, but you're going to need these guys to step up. Bryson Stott is terrible. I, I think that Bryson Stott might be one of these just bust uh, uh, prospects, which what else is new around here? But how many times do you keep running this guy out there? I, I don't understand the, the hype around Bryson Stott. You could, you could say he needs to get uh, at-bats all you want, but, I mean, when is it, like, enough, like, where we can finally see what he is? I mean, this is still his first year. It doesn't it's, matter, though. It's I mean, that, but it's also, like, what? who else are you going to throw out there at this point? Dombrowski, Dombrowski's got to go out there and make moves. He's, uh, he, Bryson Stott literally just uh, singled <laughs> also, so that's a, just a little fuck you to Seamus. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a single is really, really, really going to turn him into a Hall it's of Famer. better than what half the other team well, is doing. I think maybe let's – what if what if the opposite happens out of this brace situation? You know, opposite of what I just said. Maybe the Phillies play so well, we uh, we're like, oh, the Phillies are actually better without Bryce. Well, then you can't bring Harper back. <laughs> you, you you have to grant him his unconditional well, release. Uh, as as Mickey Moniak steps up to the plate here, he might be the Nick Foles of the Phillies. Twenty seventeen, oh. Nick Foles. Who Moniak? Yeah. Oh sure. Uh, he's, he's, gonna, <laughs> he's gonna carry us. So Dombrowski was busy uh, since the Harper injury. Um. They acquired Oscar Mercado off the waiver wire, which, listen, no, no harm, no foul, right? You, you get him for literally $0, and you don't have to give up any anything for him. He's a very light-hitting, uh, like, defense-oriented center fielder or, uh, player. And he can play all outfield positions well to above average, so you need that. Uh, their outfield defense is obviously terrible. With uh, Castellanos in right slash Veerling and Noduble in center and and uh, Schwarber in left, so I think it's a good depth move. Um, but I think I, I think uh, Dombrowski is anticipating a season without Harper, uh, so he so he's uh, signing these guys that can plug some holes. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think they can go on a run. I think the Atlanta Card and Cardinals series back to back is going to show you who they are. So it's a big it's a big deal. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, though. I mean, you are every year, though. Yes. Uh, To be fair, James is optimistic every year. That's why I don't really, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a good good step in the right direction for Seamus to at least add the cautiously. Not blindly. (laughs) Well, I mean, dude, I've I've gotten uh, bruised and battered by by this team over the years. And it's just. You denounced them like five weeks ago. (laughs) That was about a month ago. But listen. I, I, I still love the lineup. I love the lineup. I love Schwerber. I love Castellanos. I love JT this is ridiculous. still. But, I mean, you can't go out there and sign Oscar Mercado and expect him to hit well when he's a 202 career hitter. Yeah, and, and listen, there's no there's no need to wait for the deadline at this point. Like, go out there and start making moves well, now. Well, I mean, you saw, you see Kansas City, they're already... Uh, making moves. I mean, they, they traded Carlos Santana. Who's, who's, when Ronald Acuna went down, the Braves immediately made moves. They didn't wait till the deadline. And I'm listen. I'm not just saying judge everything off other teams, but like that's a prime example of a team whose star player went down and they made moves. No, they ASAP. did. They did. But th- I mean, they did do the majority of their work yesterday or yesterday last year at the deadline. No, yeah, because I mean, he did go down somewhat close to the deadline anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't like you can't really judge that that way. I mean, Alex Anthopoulos did an unbelievable job in just totally restructuring their outfield and acquiring the World Series MVP in uh, Jorge Soler. So yeah, I mean, Anthopoulos and Dombrowski—they're in the same conversation when you talk about great executives around the league. Um, Theo, of course, with Chicago and Boston. I mean, he ended two curses with a World Series uh, victory. So, 
There's a lot of decent ex- executives in the league, but I, I'm happy with Dombrowski. I think he's going to be very busy. You saw Kansas City is a disaster, and they already traded Carlos Santana to the Seattle Mariners because the Mariners are trying to climb back into contention, even though they're going to do what they always do, which is fall out of playoff contention mm-hmm. rapidly. So I think the Phillies should heavily monitor the Whit Merrifield situation. Uh, Bryson Stott has in been Kansas picked City. off at first. Oh, so, yeah. uh, Seamus, Seamus took a win there. <laughs> He's a bad player, Vince, and nobody uh, wants also, to admit it. Uh, questionable, uh, or just a question, but it's something that is questionable. Is Mickey is Mickey Moniak hot? Is he like physically is attractive? He, like, hot. And he looks like he's a pretty attractive man. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever took the time to look up what he actually looks like. So, <laughs> I mean, he's like a young kid in his. He's like our age, so that's kind of weird. Lane, Vince. Yeah, it's weird that. You, that's weird I'm that. Not, you, it's, I'm weird. Not the it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. On this podcast, sorry. It, it's weird that you would just even comment on on a guy who's our age. Um, Learn your role and, and how he looks. <laughs> You you can go after a guy like Castellanos and be like, hey, that is a <laughs> sexy man because Castellanos is overrated as far as attractiveness. All right, listen, oh, okay. I'm not Let's I'm not down going there, down. Boy. I'm not going down this rabbit hole with you. Sorry. I, I, I think it's a tough loss. Uh, this whole conversation is a tough loss Ooh, right now. Who's who's the hottest MLB player that was Mike that Trout? Sh- no, that shouldn't have been an M- MLB Trout. player. That's sh- that. Wait, that's <laughs> like, sh- like that's Evan a board- Longoria. That's like a borderline MLB title. No, Evan Longoria was an MVP. I know it was a joke. Um, I, I would go, I, I don't know. That's actually a very good question. Like, like maybe his looks pushed him over the edge a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, because physical <laughs> attractiveness. Scott Kingery. That's what the scouts are looking at. <laughs> Scott hey. Kingery's ugly. Yeah, he's it's, dude, it's, it's called dumb. charm. He's a little dwarf, dude. Yeah, Scott Kingery is like. Fu- he's the same height as me and you. Okay, Vince, you always say that I'm the same height as you and other short like, people. It's and it's you bizarre. Guys are dwarves. Vince, Vince, you've never measured <laughs> or sorry, me. Sorry, you guys are little people. You've never measured me, in, especially in, in another uh, 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 region. You, But you've <laughs> never measured me. So I don't know why you're always trying to say, oh, listen, James bring and your, I are the same height. Me and you are like the same height almost. But that is, all right, whatever, Vince. That's a weird fetish that you have and that you have to deal with, but whatever, that's on you. No, what's, I'm what's, saying what's, don't what's call Scott Kingery a dwarf when he's the same height as you and I. Then shut up, dude. What's, I'm not, uh, what's the height difference, I love Pat? You. Pat, what's the height difference? Between the two of yes. them? I don't know. They're just shorter than me. Dude, it's like an inch. <laughs> Everybody that's shorter than Vince, me is just shorter than me. How do you know that? Like, like, how do you know James, like, I, what kind I, of shoes I've I wear? I've been even? in public with you places before. We <laughs> not, stand next to each other. By the way, not not often have have we been hanging out together. Ooh. But that's a different story. Um, I feel I, like I hang out with more more of this, you know. I mean, fine, dude, that's great. But in all seriousness, <laughs> circling back to Taylor's original question, and who I knew that would get him, like borderline MLB players that are like sneaky attractive. Um, no, no, that are hot. Oh, that, oh, like that are flat hot. out sexy. Oh, flat out sexy guys. But they're um, not good. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you what, man. Odubo Herrera, he's a good looking dude. <laughs> oh my god! Right, like you put looks a, like a butthole. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, that, no, that would be attractive to Seamus, though. But so. in all seriousness, I think maybe is it is it uh, known around the the world that Jim Tomey's hot? Like I, I just think that he's a very like handsome guy, right? It's like not what I'm thinking. But he's like, cla- he's, but he's like very good. We're talking about like bad MLB players. Yeah, who borderline are MLB players that are attractive. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Oh, I, actually, I do have one. I, I have two actually, and they're brothers. And and don't say, oh, that's weird, Seamus. You you think they're attractive <laughs> because it's not weird. Um. <laughs> But I even said anything. <laughs> it's not weird. You made Damn. it weird. But they were they are the Knicks brothers, Jason Nix and Lance Nix. And they, oh, Lance they were Nicks. both I forgot about him. Dude, jacked. Like fucking huge. That like they should hit a home run every at oh, bat. Gabe Kapler. 
Yeah, but yeah, well, that's actually Borderline a very MLB good player. one. That's a very good one, oh, yeah, Patrick. Kapler's hot as shit. Patrick, well, yeah, I know. So we're Patrick, saying he's hot and he wasn't that great as a player. Pat, that's a great answer. <laughs> that is a you great answer, Pat. Based off his look. Oh my God, Pat, that was wonder. That's phenomenal because Kapler's not known to be a good baseball player or a good manager. <laughs> he's just there and he's hot as fuck. So yeah, that's a great answer. Um, but the Knicks brothers, man, I mean, they were physically like attractive Lions. people. Like, I mean, I would go John Carlos Stanton, but he's actually good, even though Pablo he fell Sandoval. off a cliff. Pablo Sandoval, yeah, a little <laughs> fat for my liking, but you know, whatever. That shame, shame. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I lose some weight, and <laughs> I can attack all the, all the fats. <laughs> what? No, but did you just call Bo fat Bichetti? people fats? The fats. <laughs> Bobachet. It's not Bobachetti, but close enough. Uh, Bobachet. Bobachet's good though, you know. He's got yeah, he's, he is. He's got nice hair. And you also have weird taste in men, Vince. But whatever, you like short dwarfs, which is fine. I mean, maybe you like yourself. I think he's got a crush on you. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I Look got at that a smile, crush on bro. You. Look at that smile. He's blushing. I can't tell when you guys are looking at me because the screen is away. Well, from maybe you should maybe you should come to the studio. <laughs> Am I right? But in all se- no, but in all seriousness. So Vince doesn't think the Phillies are going to survive the the post Harper. Uh, no, I injury. said hypothetical. Well, actually, yeah. No, you're right. I don't. So you don't think so. Taylor certainly doesn't think so. Patrick, how about you? I don't okay. Know. Um, <laughs> what, what? I'm really on the fence because honestly, like obviously, you saw that explosion in San Diego. Well, oh, that not, was not, that not was an actual explosion, but no, nah, <laughs> Castellanos would have had a huge um, day. But no, I mean, you see, he did. He went four for four. Yep, all singles. <laughs> it was an explosion. All singles. Hey, it doesn't matter. He still got on base, still scored runs. He's like the boom. <laughs> all singles. But no, seriously, like, I, I don't know. Because the team does have the potential to survive without him, but they really haven't been living up to it this year. Yeah. So he's been the savior of a lot of games, yes. obviously. Uh, random other people have to. Stotts saved a couple games. Veerling, dude, veering, veering off a yeah. hater? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And then uh, Boom even too. Like yeah, it's boom. just it's, it's back random back. guys stepping up every once in a while and I think you're going to have to have that happening more consistently I and completely that's the, agree. that's the toughest part with this team is like these guys who aren't normally the guy are going to have to step up and play a bigger role yes. now that Bryce is down. So if that actually happens, I think the Phillies will be in good shape if Bryce when Bryce if Bryce who knows will come back. Yep. Um I so, mean you're getting Gene Segura <laughs> back uh, that with, is an with Harper, thing. I mean, that really hurt this team when Segura went down. That hurt this lineup yeah. tremendously. Because he's been one of the most solid hitters we've had in this in this lineup for yeah. the past two, three years. And so. just the way he went down, just like not being yeah. able to lay down a bunt is just embarrassing. And and f- for you to get hurt for as long as he did because of that is. Are you a Segura hater now? Uh, it's it's embarrassing. It shouldn't happen at this at that level. It shouldn't happen at the major league level. It just shouldn't. You, you shouldn't. But it, but it you, did. Yeah, but it yeah. did. But but it was absolutely wrong, incorrect. Are you blaming him? I'm. Uh, yeah, of course I'm blaming him. Wait, are, are he's you, victim shaming Gene Segura? Are sure. You, are you Segura or no Gora? <laughs> See means yes, right in Spanish. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one that works at a Mexican pizza. Well, yes, I do. <laughs> you want to give the audience my social security number next? Yeah, hold on. Eight three five. Eight five five seven two nine. No, but in all seriousness, um, I, I'm Segura in. If that's what you're trying to do with this weird Segura, <laughs> th- that you're this weird bit that you do, right? Like you think you're funny. Uh, it's just funny. It's fascinating. But uh, yeah, I, li- I like Segura. But I mean, you shouldn't 
injure yourself for a prolonged period of time because you decide to bunt. It's Didn't embarrassing. Didn't Bryce kind of do it too by dodging the ball and putting his hand in the way? Well, Bryce should have got out of the way of that. I mean, but he didn't. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. Um, I, I, I honestly don't think that Snell threw at, threw at him on purpose. Um, no, I don't think so either. And neither does Harper. And people are just... That's another thing that I would like to get into is the people on social media when this went down. Harper is literally screaming at Snell saying, I know you didn't do it on purpose. Not screaming at him and aggressing. And people are all over social media saying, oh, Harper's still the same old crybaby as he was when he came up when he was 18 years old. He needs to grow up. It's the same... He does need to grow up. Why? Why Why? Why does he have to grow up? He is a perennial MVP candidate. He has two MVPs already under his belt. This would have been his first All-Star game as a Philly man, and they took it away from us. It's just so sad. But he does not but have to grow up. didn't he take it away from himself by getting hit? Blake Snell did that. <laughs> Blake, you just said Harper should have got out of the way. But Blake Snell <laughs> is equal to Pascal Siakam. Wow. wow. He, he is the same. And James is jumping what? all over the place right now. I, I said Blake Siakam Snell is oh, equal to oh, Pascal Siakam. I thought you meant like play. Oh, yeah. That's, they're totally comparable <laughs> players. One's a pitcher in the major leagues and one's a, a dirty player. Like skill set. Jesus. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't think Snell's a dirty player like Pascal is, but he's certainly... I mean, the Raptors are just a dirty team. Yeah, it's just a dirty, dirty team. Dirty, team. I, I, don't know, I don't even know why Canada has an NBA team. I, I just don't think they should. But that's just my opinion. Because of Drake. Probably because of Drake. Yeah, it's all it's all because of Vince and Drake, you know. Vince, what would the Vince Lobiondo sportsbook have the Phillies making a wildcard spot? Uh, Like, plus 400. Wow. Yeah. Maybe plus nah, yeah. three. So if I put like $10 in. Like four then, range. So if I put ten dollars on that on that wager, if it was plus four hundred, you get forty dollars. I, I get four hundred dollars. <laughs> no, if you put ten dollars. Oh, so I have to put. All right, so so how it's much, it's based off of a hundred dollars. It's based off a hundred. So how? Yeah. So if I put down one hundred dollars, how yes. much would I get? Four hundred. Four hundred. Okay. Yeah. See, like I was never a huge fan of the tens. Like when I was learning math, like I never really got the tens. Are you I don't sevens know a guy? I was, sevens, eights. Yeah, sure. They're easy. <laughs> Like, I could tell you right away. <laughs> These are so much easier. Like, I could tell you right away. No, let him go. Let, no, let him go. Let him go. In all seriousness, I could tell you right away, I was always good with the sevens. Like, you asked me, what's seven times seven? 49. Because I always thought about the 49ers. So, it's just one of those things that you, you remember how to do math. But with betting. Are you with, like, twos and threes, too? Yeah, but with betting. This is what the people want in math talk. <laughs> no, but with betting. No, no, it, it's it, all it, a deeper thing than that. With, with betting, I get very confused. <laughs> Because now I hear, like, let's say I listen to John Kincaid show in the mornings. Because sometimes I do. Hypothetically. And, and Kincaid <laughs> will be on the radio and saying, hey, I'm on NJ diet and I lost, like, 10 pounds. By the way, the Phillies are minus 300 tonight. I, like, I don't know what that means. It means you'd have to put up $300 to win $100. Yeah. But, like, who, like, decides this? Like, <laughs> Sportsbooks, yeah. people that have these massive, you know, yeah. algorithms. prediction algorithms. I know, yeah. but, they're, but they're human, right? So they're all wrong. Probably sometimes, well, right? Like, they have algorithms that they build okay. yeah, to right. calculate like things like runs scored, record, all that kind of shit. Yeah. It's an yeah. interesting conversation. Statistics. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation because I, I don't know a lot about it, frankly. And I think that I would enjoy it uh, if I got into betting. But I've never placed a sports bet in my life like on one of the FanDuel apps or anything like that. Vince, I've never done it. Vince, how bad would that go? Seamus, I would. I think it would be such great content for this oh, platform. Boy. It would. No, it would. Oh God! We could do like Seamus's wins and losses of the week. I, oh my God! Listen, I don't know how it would go, like from his mental standpoint and like okay. financial. I'm a stable but genius. I would absolutely think it would be amazing content for him to become right. like the gambling guy. I, all right, 
are you good with like losing a hundred bucks? We put a hundred bucks in the account. If it's all gone, whatever. Yeah, yeah. As long as I don't do it every day, because I can't afford. Yeah, to... no. Only only pick games that like. All right, I feel really good about this one. Absolutely. Not yeah, with, and don't I... pick Phillies games because you can't bet with your heart. Oh no, yeah, no, that's no. how. That's you gotta how you bet lose. with your head. Exactly. So yeah. I would go to a sport that I don't care about, like basketball. And no, and you can still do Japanese baseball. Japanese horse racing. I, yeah, but if I do baseball, like you know baseball, I know. But do you think that that would uh, affect my future career? Because I want to do this in the in the future, and like no. like talk on about air, people gamble all the time. They're no, integrating I know. gambling into literally fucking everything. No, I'm now. saying like internally, like if I get a lot of these bets wrong, yeah. I will convince myself that I do not, in fact, know baseball, well, and I, I will choose a different uh, path. Shame, in this life. gambling's this a whole could, new world, bro. This could be actually huge because if Seamus sucks at gambling baseball and he starts liking another sport more, that would be like great character development. It, it, it honestly could turn me off of baseball forever. Oh my God, if I fantastic. suck, if I suck at betting baseball, that could ruin my uh, my sports, love affair. Sports gambling is great because it also makes you interested in things you typically wouldn't be. Not to say that I'm not into hockey at all, but I think it was 2020. I got very into betting on the NHL playoffs, and there was one specific game. That was between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Columbus Blue Jackets that went into like six overtimes. And I had the Lightning to win this game. It was the last leg of a parlay. And this game started at 3 p.m. and didn't end till about 10. And I was on the edge of my fucking couch and bed because I was, you know, moving around my house for seven hours. And I was screaming at my TV for a hockey game that I typically wouldn't give two flying fucks about. And I watched the entire game. And honestly, I ended up winning the bet. Thank God, because if I didn't, I wouldn't be so happy telling the story. See, Vince, but I was like, that's this an, is actually fun. Vince, that's an interesting point that you bring up. Um, it, it does get you into things or sports that you otherwise would have zero interest in. And I think that would be good for me because I'm trying to get more well-rounded and well-versed in other sports outside of baseball. I think I took yeah. a huge leap with the NBA this year. Like I can name like four or five players in the league. That would be <laughs> one of the problems about this. I think baseball might be my least favorite sport to bet on. Yeah, right. I think it's the hardest. <clears throat> okay. Right. Uh, by the way, Taylor, before you uh, yeah. continue with the segment, uh, gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Pirate, Pirates uh, at Nationals tomorrow. Okay. What, I, what are your initial thoughts? See, now, this is a very tough one because mm -hmm. they're both disgustingly shitty organizations. Yeah. Uh, but and teams. I'm, I'm going Pirates. Yeah. I'd okay, have to go so, Pirates because Neil Cruz is playing with like a fucking madman. Yeah, and Brian Reynolds with the mustache. Okay, yeah. so the Nationals are underdogs in this. and Yeah, I do know baseball. The spread is plus one and a half. So if they lose by less than one and a half, you'll win your money. Or you can do straight up for them to win, and it's at... Plus one twenty. Okay, so, so if you put ten dollars on and they win, you'd win twelve bucks. Okay, that that's that's solid. So you go with that? Yes, yes, I yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like we should start him off on five dollar bets. But you know what else intrigues me? My friend Miguel, uh, who made your chimichanga last week, delicious. Uh, very good, very very good. Shout out to Mexican Pizza. He actually, and this ties into what we're talking about, what like what Vince said about hockey. He started to uh, download the FanDuel app. And he started watching NFL games. And he said he was never interested in NFL games, just like soccer. I mean, he's from Mexico, so he said the biggest deal in the world over there was soccer and watching soccer and playing soccer. Yeah. So he said, I got really into the NFL because of the... the, the um, he does, like, the, the multi-team parlays. Yeah. Like, it, so he bets on every game. And, and he won, like, five grand, like, like, last year, like, on one wager. So well, he, he you, so you, now he loves the NFL. You know how many of those he's made. Oh, he might have lost that amount before he won that. Yeah, amount. yeah, yeah, probably. But I mean, he the got NFL. 
is my favorite sport to gamble it's in tough. particular. NFL is a tough gambling sport, though. Yeah, because I'll it, never deny it. It's tough, but it's definitely my favorite. Yeah. yeah. But in all seriousness, Taylor, I, I think that maybe, and by the way, th- this show has already been one of my favorite shows because I learned something. I learned about gambling. I learned about numbers and minus and pluses. And I think that in all seriousness, I could get into gambling and maybe we could have a segment on the show centered around my gambling ventures. All right. I'm sending you a referral code. Yeah. Send me a referral code and uh, I I will look up what referral code means. Oh, no. I was going to say to close out this topic, uh, Pat or Taylor, do you guys have any. Don't use Corey Knabel to close it out. Like stories you want to tell? Betting oh, stories. We should tell oh, a bad story. God. Uh, All right, Taylor, tell, pick one, and I'll pick one. And I feel like we should tell them because they can be very funny. So wait, 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 wait before, before we, we get into this, uh, do all three of you, because you, you're not so much, you're not really a gambler, right, Patrick? Nah, I don't bet. So you don't bet too much because you're cheap. But nah, in all seriousness. Uh, because like half of my family's addicted to gambling. Uh, and that leads me into this. <laughs> Vince, do you think that you potentially have an issue with gambling? I mean, we know no. you have an addictive personality because of the alcohol. <laughs> I haven't actually done a sports bet in months because I don't. Okay, like, he's sober have, right now. Okay, I'm now not in the best place. Uh, yeah, but is this is this like the the type of thing where oh, I haven't had a drink in a long time because you know that if you have that one drink, you're just gonna get uh, you're you're just gonna crave more and more and more. No, it's more so because my work situation is in question at the moment, and okay, uh, so when I have a more steady income, yeah, I'll okay. gamble a little bit here and there. Okay, so that's smart and that's healthy. And based on this, I am not diagnosing you with a gambling problem. Taylor, uh, do you think that has it ever crossed your mind that maybe, you know, I shouldn't be doing this as often as I do? So as long as you set a specific amount of money aside and you're okay with losing it, then no. Right. But okay. if you keep if you keep digging that hole, then yes. Yeah. It's, I'm, you gotta, like, I'm a I'm a big parlay guy, dude. I throw I, I make like five, ten dollar bets. I never do more than like fifty bucks. Okay. All right. So I just gotta find a a, a happy medium. And, and and I have to control my urges. And don't do uh, it right. while you're drunk. I'm, I know I'm you. interested in, yeah, I'm interested no, in no, seeing no. here what uh, story Taylor's going to pick for his bad beat story. I need to hear it. Taylor, you have anything in, in that old noggin over I'm, there? I'm, I'm trying to look for the specific... I know Vince can tell his stories. So let's hear yeah, Vince, find, I'm trying to find the specific date of it. So Vince's yeah. gambling think, story. I think the one I'll go with is... I think I told it on this podcast years ago. It was uh, Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was out, okay, so I'll set the scene for you, all you people. It was about game five, maybe game six of you the uh, first round of the playoffs in 2021. And uh, we were playing the Wizards, and I was down in Wildwood. And, you know, I'm watching the game at my friend's house. And I had a parlay that was, uh, I don't remember all the exact numbers, but it was Joel Embiid points, Ben Simmons assist, Seth Curry threes, Joel Embiid threes, and Bradley Beal points. So uh, we move from uh, the house to the bar. And, you know, everyone's out and we're watching the game. It's on the TV. And uh, as the game goes on, you know, I'm getting drunk, obviously, but I'm keeping up. And I'm like, oh, shit, like everything has hit. And there's like six minutes left in this game. And, you know, we're beating the Wizards pretty, pretty handily. And the only thing that hadn't hit yet was Bradley Beal needed. I think it was four more points or some shit. And they pull him from the game. And I lost out on like nine hundred, eight hundred dollars. And I wanted to fucking cry because not only did I lose. Not only did I lose, people around me were like rallying to get excited because we all thought I had it in the bag. We're so talking like, to Vince Lobiondo from, from the Newsweeds, by the way. Vince, um, <laughs> this this story is is fascinating because, like, I'm afraid that something like this is going to happen to me. 
like for example, like you're talking about, you got very emotional. You got very like you 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 were very emotional about it. So I'm afraid that if I start betting on the Phillies, which I know I will, even Don't though I'm being advised, that I will I maybe have like 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 a nervous breakdown or like maybe contemplate doing some disastrous things to myself i don't know well that's why you don't bet on your teams right right yeah. now taylor events by the way that's a great story and the wizards and wildwood that's a great alliteration so go the ahead, only taylor. other the only other one i could think off the top of my head this isn't as much of a bad beat as much as it's just kind of funny um ruckers versus ohio state college football a couple years ago it was the largest spread in co- in history of gambling yeah it was the ohio state was favored by 54 points against Rutgers and I laid the points on Rutgers. I took Ohio State minus 54 and it looked like it was going to hit easily. Ohio State got up to like, you know, 45 or in the 40s and then it kind of hit me that I hadn't thought about it. Once Ohio State got up enough, they were just going to pull their fucking starters yeah. and that would really be it. So that's exactly what happened. Ohio State ran up the score big time but then pulled other guys and like Rutgers scored like a touchdown and they basically they, they didn't cover at all but like I fucking thought they had it. Come on. Rookie move. Listen, I had to get in on that because how funny would it have been if they would have covered 54 points? That would have been hilarious. And I would have laughed my ass off because I don't think these people that make these decisions actually know what they're doing. Ohio State screwed me on spreads two weeks in a row because that same season, the week before, they were up against Penn State. And I think it was the largest largest amount a home team had been like – favored against or whatever and i bet on penn state to cover that and ohio state blew them the fuck out so is betting like uh, like similar at all to like the stock market like mm, like like not a, it's not a d- good direct comparison because there are all right for like futures yes okay so uh, like like at the beginning of the season uh all right i say all right i think the Warriors are going to repeat right they're probably at like i don't know like plus 600 right now but if they look like they're the best team like you know a month in then it's going to be at a minus number so there's no value in right it. no yeah. but but i'm saying like like specifically for like the college football bets right like it like something like disastrous happened to a team does that affect um oh, like, like a tragedy like, happens to no them? no no. i'm saying like the sandusky thing like would that have any <laughs> impact I'm, I'm being i'm being serious right now because Penn State is a big, big uh, 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 school for I football. Don't, I, I mean, don't, it, honestly, yeah. if, it's, if we're specifically talking about the Sandusky thing, I feel like it would because Paterno got fired. Right. Oh, so, I, I don't, I don't think just, so. Like, I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah. I, don't really I don't know so. if that was in season or not either. Yeah. No, that's the other thing. It's like I feel like if it happened in season and it was before a game, then right. yeah, it would probably affect some honestly, some of the lines. If, if but it's if it's something like that, they would just take it off the board. Probably. Or yeah. like if sports betting was a thing back in 01. When it's, nine, always when, when, it's always been a thing. When nine eleven happened, and like the the Yankees were actually in the World Series that year and yeah. lost, and and they they totally disrespected their city who just went through so much and, and lost. Yeah, Mariano Rivera blew the blew it. He blew it. Yeah. So like, does like oh this team just suffered a tragedy in its home no. city? Like, is that well? No, the the books are not going to judge anything off that. They're going to stick to their okay. uh, statistics. Yeah. But right. if the public have you know that kind of feeling about Sentiment, it right and they keep betting it then the books have to change the number okay yeah. so all right i got i, I think i get it. I, I think i get the basic concept of of sports betting which i didn't well, uh, before the show started hopefully uh 
pretty soon we have a Seamus gambling uh, yeah. segment. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. And maybe I, I can go get a job at like Parks or Rivers and, and just... I mean, your cousin works in, at In Rivers. the sports book, Ooh. right? I could just be like the manager of the sports book <laughs> and just make all these bets for random DJs, right? That would That's be great. That's not how it works. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm learning, Taylor, you know? Jeez. Right, I, I have two horrific bad beat stories. Okay. Uh, that's here. All right. Uh, one from the last NBA season. I think I had Wizards minus like two and uh, Wizards against the Clippers uh, in DC. There is. This past season? Yes. Okay. There is 18.9 seconds left in the fourth. The Washington Wizards have a 97% chance of winning. <laughs> It's 109 to 114 Wizards. Those past 18 seconds go. I think Luke Kennard gets fouled on a three. Makes oh, it. Oh, I do remember this game, uh, actually. I also yeah. remember this. They turned it over again, and they hit another shot, and they lost the game by one point. <laughs> oh, my That's God. devastating. So brutal. Now, that is devastating. And then my other one was this past NFL season's uh, Chargers against the Steelers. I think this was a Sunday night game, but. That's for- neither here nor there. Yeah, for the first three quarters, the Chargers only scored 10 points, and the Chargers had 27. In the fourth quarter, the Steelers put up 27 points. Mm -hmm. Big Ben, man, let me tell you. And the Chargers (laughs) only put up 14 and did not cover the six-point spread. (laughs) Tower, that's devastating. And it was like, I think for like eight minutes, they had like three touchdowns when they only had... (laughs) Was that a lot better? No. No? That was before the game started. So, Tower, you you and I have known each other for a couple years now. Um, and I, th- I like to think that we became friends over the years. You're great. You're one of the best producers in the game. But uh, I will. I just wanted to ask your opinion. Like, do you think I would be a a like like an angry gambler? Meaning, if it didn't work out well yes. for me, would would I just take out every, everything on the I show? I feel like you need to ask the guy so next to you. you. You would just you'd drink your feelings away. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, some shit I guess just won't change, right? Like, yeah, nothing, nothing changes that, you know. Just don't, don't bet over like twenty dollars or something. Okay, I got so it. Here's, here's the problem: we have to make sure there's a way. He has to like take like a, uh, what you call Xanax, <laughs> uh. a breathalyzer test to get into his uh, uh. his betting apps because I know him too well, and he'll go into a betting app and be like. Oh, I'm putting a hundred dollars on the Phillies to win tomorrow. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. You don't. You know. No, but oh, I'm, I know you don't. But I don't know if he yeah. knows that. But I'm afraid that I might be putting a couple grand on some of these games if I'm not. See, that's that's what I'm saying. So I feel like maybe we should have there. We should make an account on somebody else's phone. Make an account for him. Okay. And then he gives that person the bets. They put them in for him, and that way he can't just bet thousands. Maybe Tower. Maybe no, Tower's the answer here. You you can set a deposit limit. Okay. All right. He would. Uh, he can. Yeah, mind. All I right. was gonna say he'd figure out how to. Not how to get bypass that, and then I thought about it, and I was like, "Ah, yeah. oh, it's Seamus. He's a well, yeah, uh, sure." <laughs> Taylor, I would you be willing to to do this for me? Like, would you set up a FanDuel account for me on your phone, and I can just text you, "Oh, hey, buddy." No, I'm not going to be your runner. <laughs> why? Why is that? It, it would be my account. Uh, I, I would because, because he, you just he, set up your account, you put a hundred dollars in it, and then that's it. I, I know, but I was trying to get like more involved with you, um, outside of here, <laughs> but whatever. No, but I was saying like maybe we could. You don't even s- hang out with Vince. Well, he doesn't hang out with me, so jot that down. Um, so it, it it takes two to tango. Um, <laughs> no, but in, but in all seriousness, Taylor, I, I if you were open to doing that, and and don't 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 react now because I know you're going to say now. 
But if I you like, did. if you slept on it, I'm gonna be honest. You guys just missed a great nip slip from I, Vince. No, I saw it. And, and <laughs> you slept on it, right? And maybe you talked to your girlfriend about it. Like, oh, Seamus, that's the guy you met at the at the ballpark. He's a nice guy. Um, and she would probably be like, yeah, you should do it for him. So talk talk to her about it, <laughs> and get back to me tomorrow. No, but we can honestly, if I win, we split the earnings 50-50. Does that work for you? Don't answer that. Just answer tomorrow. But in all seriousness... Wait, but then you're going to have to send me the money anyway. Yeah, sure. Listen, okay. man. You know, money doesn't grow on trees, and that's why I work. You know, So <laughs> I'm going to be able to do this. And I'm actually getting excited about it. So maybe you could be involved and be like sort of a mentor in, in many ways. Once I, I actually don't know how to bet baseball that well. So well, I mean, it's I'll easy. Uh, I feel what like this team? is getting kind of sexual. What, yeah. what, what, be honest. what team? Oh, speaking of sexual, <laughs> um, no. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> I, I was know gonna, you have something. Yeah, I was going to go there, but um, Bill I, Russell. I, no, I do want to. <laughs> no, I. In all seriousness, I want to apologize to Bill Russell's family for last week. For, no, seriously, for last week's show. I, I got on sort of like a uh, a role about like wanting to know intimate details. <laughs> that about his show life. artwork was fucking wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry to uh, to Bill Russell and his hey, family. I worked hard on that. Yeah, I, the picture choice was. So <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't I think know, you should have used the picture I made. Uh, last week's episode was about Bill Russell's sex life. Um, because I was curious about the it. sex capades. And Vince made a a graphic design tee. Or whatever you call it, um, and the YouTube audience can see that, and it's just Bill Russell <laughs> looking like a total creep. Well, he's got all his rings. He's got all his rings. He so he's ready to get you know you get all down. The yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all not a flattering angle. All seven of them, right? Like, can you imagine like if he has seven bodies and that's it, Bill Russell? I'm not. Well, doing he's got it. eleven rings. Yeah, he's, uh, oh, he's got eleven. Is that all he has? Um, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, let's not go down this rabbit hole again. Um, you know you want to to shift shifting gears here. Um, uh, we could talk about like Supreme Court rulings and stuff well, actually, on the show. Actually, real quick, you had brought up a player earlier, uh, Mercado that we just acquired. Oh yes, yes. Take me down this rabbit hole. So you brought up a great point earlier. What's um, his, they're what's allowing that? him to have number thirty-five. And Dan Baker, if he is worth a damn, which he is, but if he was truly the greatest of all time and my hero, if he wants to remain my hero, he will not utter the words. Now batting for the Phillies. Number 35, Oscar Mercado. He's not going to do it because that is blasphemy. You cannot be Oscar Mercado, a borderline uh, a major leaguer, and go to the Philadelphia Phillies and wear the number of our World Series most valuable player. No, no, you're not allowed to do that, Oscar Mercado. And honestly, it's not his fault. It is the Phillies organization's fault. It is John Middleton's fault. And John Middleton should be ashamed of himself for not getting any of these guys on that wall of fame yet, for not retiring any of these guys' number. But guess what? Halliday, you know, gets fucked up and crashes a plane, and his numbers get get retired. No, I'm serious. I love Halliday. No, I that was a tragic thing. But you're going to retire Roy Halliday's number when he didn't win anything here. He, he he The bulk of his career was in Toronto. Why? Okay, if you're going to do that, retire Howard, retire Rollins, retire Cole Hamels. You know, originally when you first said that, I was like, oh, well, this is stupid. But also, like, I I thought about it and I was like, no, that is kind of like stupid. Like, it it is is, is annoying that they would do that because he was literally my favorite player on that team. And, like, he, 
meant a lot more. Like he won the final, he won the World Series MVP. Like that's that's kind of nuts for a pitcher considering that he only pitched means twice. His jersey deserves to be retired. His number, yeah. Nobody should, should the wear Eagles retire Nick Foles jersey number. Yes. No. Oh, all right. I didn't know. I thought <laughs> no, maybe like yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean the um, Phillies run was a bigger deal than the one no, Eagles. But Super it's also Bowl. like he com- he like <laughs> was. It was. That is literally not even true. No, it, it was more impressive. No. It was more impressive. When's the last time the Eagles got to back to back Super Bowls? He said more important. When's the last time Jameis, the Eagles got to back-to-back be Super Bowl? I'm completely honest with you here. More people cared about. I, I'm not Eagles. saying that. No, I don't, he, I don't care about who cares. Not I, I, I'm not saying who cares. Uh, who cares, dude? I'm saying Cole Hamels is a much more valuable athlete to this city than Nick Foles was. I'm sorry, because I don't know here, if you can say that. Yes, I'm you can. Be honest, Nick I don't know if you can. Nick Foles, I really don't know if you can. Nick Foles is a horrible. Uh, uh, but he won us a, he won us a it was, Super Bowl. It was the offensive line I thought was No, amazing. yeah, 100%. Yeah. But still, like he also went head-to-head with Tom Brady, one of the, 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 know, the yeah, best yeah. quarterbacks of all the time, story. and outdid him. Yeah. I know the story. But so, I, but but I that's also, what I'm saying. It's like, it's like you, you can't I'm – not, I'm not saying that Foles' numbers should be retired. I'm saying you can't make the blanket statement that Nick Foles is, more, is less important to this city than Cole Hamels because the Eagles had never once before – Won a Super Bowl. I know, but Cole and Hamels. What did, what did Nick Foles do? He went and won a Super Bowl. But Cole Hamels was a horse year after year after year after year after year. And he was the most dependable, probably the most dependable Phillies pitcher of that era. Yeah, and Nick Foles got lucky. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, like, he did. He's not a good player. But he, he got lucky. Us, but he won us our first Super Bowl. Yes, and I think he should be respected, sure. But the, the to retire his number is ridiculous. I, I know. I'm not saying retire his number. I'm just saying because. You can't you can't necessarily say that Cole Hamels is more important to the city than Nick Foles is well, because I, I think he Nick should Foles be. Should have his jersey number retired. Why should Cole Hamels? Because Cole, Cole Hamels was a World Series MVP and was a workhorse for that entire Phillies run, which was the best. And also, yeah, he was probably the most dependable pitcher we had that entire run. Like he he was consistent. He literally like was a great guy in the community. Like did everything he could possibly could. He was. He lived. He lived right over in Ardmore, and literally. What opened, about like, like the numbers of Ryan Howard? And yes, that, yes, they should all be yeah. retired. That that run, they should all be retired. I don't know about all of them, because I mean, we shouldn't retire Greg Dobbs's number. No, I'm but, saying Rollins. Yes, we should. Rollins, <laughs> Utley, Howard. No, I mean it's it's. I I think I do think Cole is a special one, just because. I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of bias coming from me because he was my favorite player, but yeah. Um, I do think him being a World Series MVP as a pitcher is kind of fucking absurd. It's nuts. And it shows how important you were to that team. Exactly. Um, and I mean, don't look get at- me wrong, like, obviously, you're not winning that series without guys like Howard, Utley, Rollins, uh, Victorino. Like, yes, but still. But, but I'm not arguing that Shane Victorino's number should be retired from the Phillies, okay? I, I, because Castellanos has it. Retired but, number seven right now. No, no, Pedro uh, Feliz, baby. Again, and I'm not saying him, I'm not saying Ruiz. I'm saying the guys that literally you would not have that run without, which is Rollins, uh, Utley, Howard, Hamels, and that's it, really. Joe Blanton. I'm not saying retire. Yeah, Joe Blanton. Well, maybe number number 12 for the the stairs. I was going to say, let me ask you a question. Do you think that the organ? I mean, obviously, we have no fucking idea, but do you think the organization has plans to do these things? Because if they do, yes. um, it definitely, I kind of understand why you do the holiday thing because holiday dies, and I feel like they just did it. I feel like maybe they weren't going to, but they did, but to just be a nice gesture because I think it was know, out whatever. of respect for him. Yeah, I think that was, it was so respect I get for why his you life. rush to that's, do that. That's fine. I, what but, I'm saying is, I get why you rush to do that in the aftermath of his death. And if you had plans to retire, these other numbers we're talking about, why you kind of say like, okay, we have a little bit more time to work on those because like those dudes aren't 
like dead. Yeah, but what if they die in a plane crash? You know what I mean? Well, so it's like always the possibility. Yeah. So I mean, dude, nobody thought Kobe Bryant that would have happened to him. And oh come on, man! Don't make me cry. No, but I'm just saying nobody. Th- no, no, you you never know. That's why I think it's it's. I think by the way, I think the Phillies, out of any organization in maybe all of sports, does a very good job at honoring past players. They have the alumni weekend every year in August. It's always my birthday weekend, by the way, or my birthday. We were week. there one year. Yeah, 2008. And and they do such a great job bringing all these guys on stage and and honoring them. And it was the like one of the most emotional. Uh, speeches ever was by somehow Mike Schmidt when they were when they were honoring Darren Dalton after he, he passed away. I mean, so, aside from the number of retirements, it is like weird that none of them are on the Wall of Fame. Yeah, yet. that's the other thing. It's like, but but that to me that goes hand in hand. It does kind of yeah. So I mean, yeah, they should be on the Wall of Fame. How many years has it been since that that 2008 World Championship? 14. Uh, 14. 14 yeah, years. 14. Are they waiting until the 20 math, the 20 year anniversary? I thought they were going to do it at 10 years. So, I mean, granted, some of those guys were still in the league, but I don't know, man. I, I just think that they should do it like sooner rather than later because that team meant so much to this city. And I honestly, man, like it made me the Phillies fan I am today. Because I was always a Phillies fan. My parents always took me to the games, like at the vet, like the Scott Rowland days, and like Kevin Millwood was on the mound. So, like, I was always a Phillies fan. But if it wasn't for those guys and that team and that run, I don't think I even fall in love with baseball as much as I did. So, yeah, they, they should honor that 2018. I, I agree. Um, this isn't like a hard topic change with still baseball, but, um, and this is, I'm going to go currently right now when we have this conversation. So, we always talk about the Phillies and we're very, you know, Philly centric because we are a Philly podcast, but um, Seamus, you specifically too. Like, do you have any other players in the league that like are who are your other favorite players currently in the MLB? Like, in a serious note, like what other guys do you actually like enjoy watching? Uh, I like, lo- that you're a fan of. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great question. Obviously, you got to go with your um, veteran guys who have been around for a really long time, putting together Hall of Fame careers that are still there, like Yadier Molina, Albert Pujols. Adam Wainwright, pretty much the entire St. Louis Cardinals roster. So those, you are a you are a Cardinals guy. I, I really am. I, I I think the Cardinals. I I think first of all, St. Louis is no doubt the best baseball city in the world. Um, I think the Cardinals are very good every single year. Just a great, great, great organization, and I do love the Cardinals. Um, not more than the Phillies, but if I had to choose a second team, they would definitely be the Cardinals. Um, but like besides future Hall of Famers. I love watching Fernando Tatis play uh, when he plays. Uh, it, it bothers me that he is so injury prone, and I feel yeah, bad. Yeah, really sucks. He's one of the most electric players in the MLB. But I, I love guys like Tatis. I, I, I love, I love watching Manny Machado just rake. Um, again, dude. He used to be a big Lindor guy too. Yeah, yeah, but then he went to the Mets, yeah. and I kind of just yeah, fell out sucked, of love yeah. with him. But it, I, I, w- I kind of take that back because a guy who I really love watching play is Pete Alonzo. And I just wish we had Pete Alonzo at first base. Yeah, the, it's there's a couple like likable guys that I'm fans of in the NL East right now. Like I love Acuña. I like I mean when Juan Soto is playing good, he's extremely fun to watch. Yeah, I I I think that this is what might and you then, you might just get this out of Juan Soto. I have like two like different classes of like other teams players I'm a fan of. There's like class A is like the stereotypical like Mike Trout Manny Machado, 
like the guys that like we all like are great. But then I have like this other tier, which is just guys that are just like electric. And that's like Jazz Chisholm, uh, Tim Anderson, even like guys that are just fun as fuck to watch. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but dude, be- before the whole Tim Anderson incident with uh, with Josh Donaldson, uh, I love Josh Donaldson. I love watching him play. I love Aaron Judge. Who I think has a chance. Aaron Judge is great. I, he just mashes. Uh, by the way, I think he has a chance to come back to to come here. I'd love him so much more if he wasn't on the Yankees. I just hate the Yankees. Apparently, he's leaving New York. I've, I've never no, really stop. felt much. No, no, about he like literally Yankees. wants to leave New York. Why? Because I don't know. He wants to grow a beard. There, there was a bombshell like article by John Heyman. I think it was. It says he like fully. Didn't intense. he just sign his extension though? No, he he agreed to like an arbitration deal for like the rest of the year oh, or something okay. like that. I, I don't know. I mean, that is such a weird rule, the whole Yankees beer thing, but not to get caught up in that. that Back just, the pinstripes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just fucking weird, but no, I, there are actually, there are a lot of uh, fun players in baseball right now, and I know that like even I've been a big time like, oh, baseball is dying, but I think someone actually tweeted out, this doesn't count for streaming, so I get these numbers are a little skewed, but like more people watched what was it the World Series? Yeah, game, the World whatever, Series and the, the finals, NBA finals. Yeah, it's now I do think NBA fans are more are younger, so they're more like stream east and other yeah. streams that they watch on. But hey, I mean that number is still impressive. Uh, I guess baseball isn't as dead as I thought it was. And which, I've been saying that the entire I'm not, time. I don't, it's not like I want baseball to die. I wanted baseball. I've always wanted baseball to adapt with the times and do better marketing. And they have so many fun players right now. I feel like yeah, I do think they've done a better yeah. job more recently, especially yeah, yeah. this year at least. Listen, I I've said this on the podcast like a hundred times. I gave them credit big time when they did the Field of Dreams game last mm-hmm. year. So I think that's one way they've done a way better job of getting other like more exciting things now the next thing you do is just get your players faces out there more like kids should know like every every kid in america should know who mike trout is and what mike trout looks like and i know that he's not the most like out there guy himself but like if lebron james or tom brady were walking in the street they'd be mobbed because everyone would know who they are i feel like mike trout wouldn't have the same reception because a lot of people just don't know the face it's a great point because you Mike, need to market your players better. Mike Trout is literally on the same level in his sport as a LeBron. Yeah, Mike Trout is – people say statistically speaking, obviously rings are going to come into play at some point. Mike Trout's like on pace to be one of the best baseball players ever. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And I think when it's all said and done, he will be in that conversation top five all time. Um, just he's never going to get a ring. And yeah, if, he's going to be stuck in Anaheim for the rest of his life. And guess what? He did that to himself. We talked yeah. about that before. Don't feel bad for him mm-hmm. about that. But Should have come I'm here. never going to feel bad for anybody collecting a paycheck of almost half a billion dollars. Yeah, and, and is content with not winning. Yeah, I love that. Um, um, I, I'm not going to feel bad for them. I do love him. He's like arguably my favorite player to watch just because he's obviously like the GOAT. But. And, and you know what, Vince? Going back to your original question, like other guys around the league you love to watch play, I, I freaking loved Anthony Rendon. And he went to Anaheim and fell off a cliff. When, well, he when, got hurt, right? When, when yeah, he's it, hurt this year. No, no, no. I mean, he was playing hor- horrifically for like the past right, two right, years. Right. And, and it didn't make any sense because this dude just raked and raked and raked in, in Washington. And They've got a losing culture oh, over there in um, L.A. Yeah, they do. As I was saying, guys that are like electric, um, I, I wanted to bring this up. I said this in our group chat earlier, but I was watching a video 
by a YouTube account called Baseball Doesn't Exist, which is a great account, and they did a video on Bryce Harper. And I think my favorite I'm quote... I'm in. Have you ever heard of it? No. Oh, my God. They do great videos. A, do my like brother good, actually yeah, introduced do, it to, mm-hmm. to Vince. And, you know. Yeah, they do good uh, good ba- baseball pieces. But they did a video on Bryce Harper just about like his career and his origin and like how he's kind of come up as a villain. And my favorite thing that has ever been said by Bryce Harper is easily... They said a game in college, a, a catcher... Bryce came up and hit a homer, and the next at-bat, the catcher told him to stop pimping his homers or they'd throw at his head. And Bryce looked back at the catcher and said, fuck you, I'll hit the ball 500 feet and do what I want. See, I love that. I, lo- I love that nastiness from from the Harper. It's very I funny. It. I love it. Um, it's a good video, though. You should check it out. It details uh, Bryce's career and how hated he has Yeah, been. I've seen it, and, and it goes into the brawl with um, uh, Hunter Strickland in uh, San Francisco, too, uh, when Harper charged the mound. After yeah. Strickland threw at him, pretty much, and Harper, Listen, I, Harper kind of did like a, a bush league move by throwing his helmet at Strickland. Well, uh, terrible! That's one of the worst throws ever. Yeah, by completely the way. missed. I mean, that that was like ugly. I kind of fell victim to it too when Bryce was on the Nationals, but I really do feel like a lot of that hate was just dumb because, like, all he really did was try hard, and he was a little cocky. But like, when you're that fucking good. You're all, I feel like you're entitled to be somewhat cocky. Yeah. It's his face. Do, do you remember when... <laughs> it is. Yeah. He's got a punchable face. He's, he's got to bring the fucking... Also, he's got to bring the flow back. That, yeah, he that's doesn't a bring the flow back. Right now, I need that. Back. And I, I know I've said that's it before, weird. but um, one of my buddies uh, grew up in Virginia and uh, played baseball at JMU and was really good for his high school team. And his high school coach one summer was like, hey, um, we need somebody to help out with this baseball camp. It's this one player's camp. We can't tell you the player, blah, blah, blah. And this was like right after Bryce got drafted. So he shows up to the camp, and it's Bryce. Like, I, like it's it's his camp. And um, he had that reputation of being a dickhead and like all that kind of shit. And my friend said he literally was like the nicest guy in the world, and he was asking him like what his aspirations were with baseball, how he could help him to get there, like all this kind of stuff. And he was just like, "Dude, I wasn't expecting it at all." That's cool. I, I love to hear stories yeah. like that because, like, obviously right. that was when he was coming up. He was on the face of everything. Like, yeah. but you've and, seen it, that may be true. <laughs> like, like I, I believe like your friend, obviously. Yeah. But when when it comes to uh, his peers, he was not very well liked. Mm-hmm. And to me, where there's there's smoke, I, there's there's a little bit. Of fire I honestly there. just think he wasn't liked because he was ultra competitive. Yeah, yeah, but yeah yes, yes, yes. I think he also figured out how to tone it down a little bit as he got older, which yeah, which he, is natural. He showed a lot. He has shown a lot of maturity yeah, over especially the years. With the Phillies. I remember when he first got called up when he was eighteen or nineteen years old in Washington. Cole Hamels was on the mound, mm-hmm. ESPN game. Hamels threw at Harper. Because Harper was just being an, an asshole. Like like he was saying shit to the to the press, like just being cocky. And Hamels was asked after the game if he did it on purpose. And he said, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I threw at him on purpose. So, I mean, like guys around the league just didn't like him in, in yeah. the early years. So, I don't and know. He, he matured a lot and he figured out how to tone it down, which is exactly what we're seeing now. Exactly. Bryce also was like kind of one of the revolutionaries as far as like the pimping home run becoming yeah. normal thing. And people did not like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just sad that. You know he's dealing with what he's dealing with right now, and uh, I, I think the Phillies really have to um, get it together and really go on a run for Harper because Harper has been giving his all the entire season. He's running another MVP esque campaign, and I think starting tonight against Atlanta, they really need to show up for Harper. So um, that concludes.
Uh, today is from the nosebleeds. Uh, I can't believe we just talked for, about baseball for pretty much the entire hour. But thanks for Taylor listening. Taylor must have been in hell. Thanks for listening. See, this is why the show is so great. We talked about gambling, so it wasn't bad. Yeah, and now I'm. <laughs> That's I'm how a, you wrap Taylor. Uh, now, uh, by the way, one eight hundred gambler. If you have a, if you have an issue. Um, but in all seriousness, this is like part of the reason why this show is so much fun. We talk about Bill Russell's sex life one week. The next <laughs> week, we talk about Bryce Harper and gambling. That's just what we do. And Lou Reed, may you rest in peace. Play us out, brother. Love that. Peace out. All right, Girl Scout. Candy came from out on the island. In the back room, she was everybody's darling.